The Tactical Transition Navigating the Civilian Frontier Mastering Career Strategies Sharpening Networking Tools and Creating a Successful Transition Plan Hello everyone, welcome to the Tactical Transition Podcast. We focus on our senior military leaders as they transition from their military careers into the civilian job market, covering best practices, up-to-date trends, additional resources, and tips for landing that dream job. This is episode number three. I'm Cindy Poe, an executive career coach with ESOL Seminars, and I'm here with my battle buddy and fellow executive career coach, Michelle Lewis. My goodness, I almost mispronounced your name, Michelle. My gosh, how are you doing today, Michelle? I am doing fantastic. I'm very excited. I know I always start out saying that, but I just love some of the conversations that we have, so I'm really excited about today's podcast. I, you know, it, it is funny. We do always say that we're excited. We're excited, but that's because we truly are excited. Even when we're standing in front of a classroom, uh, the same class that maybe we've done a million times, but we're always excited to do it. And somehow we always learn something new and have a new experience. And I think that is, is what keeps this fresh and exciting for us too. And knowing that our audience is going to benefit. And I think today's guest um, is going to prove to uh, bring that uh, to the audience as well. Well, I, I you know, um, when we say we're excited, uh, it, it goes back to what we, the whole reason we do this podcast is to, to talk to people about doing something you're passionate about. So, you know, when we sit down and, and start to talk with somebody, I am excited about it because I absolutely love what we do and I love who we do it with. And even more so, I love who we do it for. So um, there's no, you know, falsehoods there. Uh, this is an exciting opportunity. And so let's get this thing started, Cindy. Today's guest, uh, I'm going to just pass it to you, Michelle, and let you do the introduction for today's guest. Fantastic. Well, this happens to be somebody you and I both know. Um, I think you've known him a little bit longer than me, but I don't know. That's that's debatable. Um, what I do know is you know him better than me. Um, so today's guest is Joe Posesny, um, and uh, a good friend, a veteran, and just by by happen chance, happenstance. Uh, um, one of your uh, better halves there, Cindy. So um, yes. one of your better halves, that didn't make well, sense. It, my your, better your half, better yeah, half, my better half, my better half, yes, yes. <laughs> I think we only have two halves, right? Um, <laughs> all right, so let's learn a little bit about Joe. Joe Pasusny grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and earned his Eagle Scout Award at the age of 17. What a great, um, great success there. He is a West Point graduate, an Army veteran who served in the 82nd Airborne MP Company, earning his senior parachute badge with Bronze Service Star. During Operation Just Cause, he participated in the only combat parachute assault by an MP company in their history and served during um, both Desert Shield and Desert Storm. He has a, an extensive experience in engineering, technology, operations, research and development, manufacturing, and sales and marketing, and he earned that through his corporate career. He is a founding member of the Advancement of Women's Health at Organon and currently serves as the Associate Director, Market Access Customer Management. 
Joe earned his master's in engineering management of technology from the University of Pennsylvania School of Engineering and Wharton School of Business and is a Lean Six Sigma black belt as well as a PMP. He describes himself as a lifelong learner who enjoys reading and anything that can get him outdoors. Joe is a coffee enthusiast, similar to me, and enjoys extensive travel. So, Joe, welcome to the uh, Tactical Transition podcast. We are very excited to have you and uh, looking forward to talking to you. Well, thank you, Michelle. It was It's an honor being here, really. And, and uh, from seeing you guys operate over the years and actually being a graduate of one of your classes, uh, I really appreciate uh, getting the opportunity to come on and and be interviewed a little bit more deeply and, and kind of get into the career roles and, and how things flow. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, I really just want to instill confidence in, in my fellow veterans as people are transitioning out that uh, uh, you guys have a lot to offer. Uh, and at, at the end of the day, all you're looking to do is to be able to get the opportunity to show how good you are and what I've learned in your classes and, um, you know, just having having the benefit of having Cindy, uh, you know, on my side, um, you know, just has been a game changer for me and a force multiplier to uh, get to all of these positions. And, uh, you know, it's just been continuous learning. Like it's not unlike when we're in the military, we're, we're always learning, always moving on to new jobs, always developing. And you to more or less extent, you're doing that on your own um, in the civilian world. But it's just as necessary. And if you have the discipline, um, you're going to be successful. And if you've made it this far, uh, you have what it takes. Excellent. Well, that's why we've uh, invited you to this show to do exactly that and to give some sage wisdom and advice. Cindy, you want to get us started? Absolutely. And, you know, it's so funny because Joe mentions being a, a graduate of one of our classes and, and, uh, sort of benefiting from having me on his side, uh, uh, but what's funny about that is Joe is my guinea pig. So when I'm trying out new ideas for career development and professional development, poor Joe, he's he's always the one. I'm like, okay, give me, let me see your resume. Let me let me play with this. Let me look at your LinkedIn. I mean, we have a whole website because I was determined to find out if websites actually made a difference in the job search. So he's been a great uh, resource for me and my learning and developing uh, for career development. So it's it's definitely been a great partnership because as we're going to talk about in this uh, podcast with Joe, transition, uh, as we're talking to our transitioning service members, transition doesn't stop. It's it's forever in your career. Joe's uh, been out of the military for, for several decades, uh, uh, but he, he transitioned. Uh, into many industries, many companies, uh, different jobs, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and what that looks like. Where I want to start with today, though, is I want to talk about the current role that he's in. Um, Joe, your current role, uh, you're working with contracting in the pharmaceutical industry, correct? Correct, Cindy. That's the um, that's my main role. Although I've picked up a few projects along the way. And so what has been your extensive background with contracting and pharma? Um, <laughs> so the uh, the interesting thing was that I, I haven't had the opportunity to, to do uh, a lot of contracting uh, before this position, uh, be, you know, became available. And, uh, you know, 
I quickly learned uh, what, what it takes. You know, I use my resources and uh, networking to understand the lingo of contracting. And I was able to um, uh, win a position uh, at, at Organon. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's been really great experience all the way through. And so that's sort of the point I wanted to, in a in a not direct way, make is that you know even after all of your your years in corporate America, this is a completely different area of work for you. So, and the reason I bring this up is oftentimes when we're talking with our service members, some you hear some of them say, "Well, I want to kind of stay where I'm at. You know, I want to keep doing what I'm doing. I want to stay in that field." And so it's not a huge switch or a transition it's just a matter of you know going from doing what they're doing in the military and and then switching over and turning that into a civilian or uh, even a department of defense uh, contracting position but there are those who want to totally switch up what they're doing and that's when they get afraid they're very afraid of well how do i make this switch but what i want you to talk about is how that even in your civilian experience, you have done that several times, moved into different industries, into different companies, doing different jobs all along, uh, making those transitions. And and then I, uh, so talk, so let's start there. Talk to me about what advice would you give to that transitioning service member who is going to do something they've never, they want to try something they've never done before. How would you, what would you advise them? So for, first of all, uh, you got to have to do a little bit of introspection and know what you really enjoy. You know, what are the things that uh, you want to do so you're looking in those right areas? Uh, once you identify that, um, you know, you look and see, hey, what opportunities are available now? You know, so it's your preparation meeting, the opportunities that, that you find uh, available. And, uh, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to is the bottom line. You, you're not going to be able to do everything, but you can do anything that you, that you want to. And you're going to do all the things that have made you successful up until this point, which is you're, you're going to be a lifetime learner. You're going to learn things. You're going to find out you have ways of, of working that has, it's a high work ethic uh, that, that you bring to the, um, you know, and I'm a project manager by trade, a PMP certified. Uh, so I look at all these jobs that I do as projects and you get them organized. Uh, so you're learning the, the lingo. You have to uh, know the speak of the industry that you're going into. And one of the um, one of the real key things is uh, networking. So if you're interested, say you're interested in the pharmaceutical industry and you haven't done a lot uh, there, maybe your whole career has been, uh, well, I started off uh, in the quality management area uh, at Merck, and that was an area that, you know, fit well with my background, but I had no pharmaceutical experience at that point. And so you kind of, you, you learn about it. But one of the ways as a senior uh, leader, you had the advantage of now that I didn't way back then was uh, we, we have LinkedIn and, you know, using and, and one of the things that I learned in, in your guys' courses is how to use LinkedIn more effectively and uh, how to do searches on LinkedIn and, and find folks that may have uh, 
you know, military uh, background that is working at a company that I'm kind of targeting and looking at. And it, you'd be surprised. You, you probably wouldn't be surprised, but if you have prior military and someone reaches out to you and they say, Hey, I'm really interested in looking at opportunities, you know, maybe at Oregon and, uh, you mind chatting for a few minutes uh, about that? And I'd like to know a little bit more about it, a little bit more about the culture. And just from, from that point on, um, you're, you're going to get, pick up things. You're going to start learning. Uh, all right. What are, what are the key, key terms that I need to speak about? What, what do I need, uh, to, you know, interview well at, at this company? And, uh, those are, those are the type of things that, um, you're going to pick up through networking. So networking is is a key. Knowing what what you're good at, what you like to do, and if you like to do it, then you're going to do more of it. So those those are some of the the key things, at least initially, that come to mind, Cindy. And talking about language, um, you definitely have used uh, networking um, in your your career movement. Uh, networking has always been um, a key part of every position that you have chased. In this this current role, uh, one of the things I think that that we discussed was, well, this is something totally new. We're talking about contracts. We're talking about stuff I've never been involved with. And you had an advantage to having a network inside the company who provided you with some vital information about the language used. So talk to me about how you went about asking for that. Uh, help and how it actually helped you when it came to the interview process. Well, you always approach it with a bit of curiosity and a humble, um, you know, mindset. It's like, hey, I'm going to learn. You know, I don't know everything, so I'm really interested in learning what what you guys do. And you want to find out what the pain points are at, at the company. It's like, hey, we we're, we're having this issue with, uh, with with this particular thing. And if you bring that and mention that in the interview. That you know maybe it was uh, where, where they're having issues with with retention, and so if you know that going into an interview, uh, it it's good to have maybe a star statement, and star statements are one of those things you guys have taught. Um, you know a situation where uh, you've uh, you know accomplished that, and you know that's a pain point before it even comes up. Um, you want the folks on the other side of the hiring uh, scenario to understand that one, you're a good person two, you're a good fit for the, for the company and that they can see you doing well at this company because you speak their language and that they would be proud to have their, their boss say, great job in hiring Joe. Wow. That, that was a great hire, you know? So those are the type of things that, that it takes to uh, at least get your foot in the door, because I am 100% confident that everybody who's has, you know, a long military career, you know how to follow orders, you you understand the commander's intent, how to get things done when maybe it's not always a clear route to get where where you need to go. You know what the objective is, and you have figured out ways to to accomplish it, um, or go back and, and get more resources and 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 those type things. So understanding the lingo and the key to that is having intel inside the company that you're <laughs> that you're working with or at, at least interested in and you might come to the realization that well you know what maybe this isn't 
the best fit for me. And it's great uh, that that you learn that right right away. You know, so there's there's that networking thing where where you're going to see because you're going to want to be happy with them. And you know what what I have found that most of the military guys, I mean, they're when they get to a company, they're they're they want to make the best uh, out of that situation, and they're not looking around to leave. And we see that a lot now in corporate America, where you know people are there for a year, two years, three years, and they're leaving. Um, no, we really uh, companies need people who are dedicated. And you've shown that you made a career out of the military. You haven't gone anywhere. Um, you're loyal. Uh, those are those are some key things that are not always available, um, like on the market. You know, and you know you're you're much freer to leave and. and do things in, in corporate world than, than you are in the military. But, um, you know, that right there just gives you a mindset that you're going to make it work and you're going to fix the problems that you find. Joe, let's talk about uh, military skills. Now, you mentioned loyalty. You mentioned, you know, um, the beauty of of also researching. And maybe you, you, you made a comment. Maybe it's not the best fit for me. And that is the beauty of uh, working in the civilian sector that many military folks have not had the opportunity is, um, <laughs> you don't, you know, you're not in a company and your uh, military career and say, you know, maybe this just isn't the best fit for me. I think I'm going <laughs> to go to a different company, but you have that opportunity in the civilian world. But let's talk about military skills. And I know as you trans transition from the military, um, and as Cindy pointed out, how you continue to transition, even in the civilian sector, see, you know, um, it is an ongoing process. Let's talk about some of those military skills that you learned uh, while serving that you believe directly translate um, into the civilian industries. Do you have any points of advice you could share in that regard? Yeah, I think one of the uh, outstanding characteristics of our, our leaders um, in the military is that they they think of others as well as themselves, right? So, you know, we're all members of teams and uh, understanding how to lead a team, how to understand to communicate with that team, to understand, you know, what the objectives are, always having a plan A and a plan B. Uh, you know, the, the fact that as a platoon leader, I learned backwards planning method. Okay, if I got to hit the LZ at a certain time, I got to start planning backwards from that. Um, you know, so these are these are great skills that do not go away and that you can absolutely use and you will be rewarded for, um, you know, continuing to, to do a good job and and to do those things. So your, your planning skills, your communication skills, your leadership skills, where you take care of your people um, and you you know, in, in terms of, hey, what do my folks need to be successful? And and those types of things, I, I have found that, um, you know, I if you've had a successful military career, you get that. And that's what corporate America needs, just like any other good team. Right, right. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned backwards planning. That's actually a, a an area we spend a lot of time on in our ESEL classes. Um, and we talk to folks about that team leadership, but something you pointed out that I think is even more important, um, 
many veterans will stress that they have leadership experience and leadership background, but you said uh, it's not just the leadership, it's the taking care of the people. Um, And, you know, that is always um, a trait that our military leaders learn um, specifically because you do take care of your your soldiers, your airmen, you know, your Marines, depending on which branch of the military. But what some folks don't realize, if they've not been exposed to the military, you take care of their families as well. So when the military, uh, you know, is moving or transitioning or doing something, um, you may not take care of them to the extent that some some want, you know, sorry, you're going to deploy regardless. But what you do is you do a great job of the communication and um, and uh, just the awareness of it. So how do you think that benefits being in that environment, learning those skill sets? How did that benefit you leaving the military, going into uh, corporate America? Um, what do you think it was that that they were so attracted to, the companies? Um, what do you think they were so attracted to that you were specifically bringing or that you had learned um, in the military? So... On the um, on the side of the of the leadership, you know, we, it's often referred to as soft skills. So um, on that side, um, your ability to just already be up and functional with with this level of high performance um, that it doesn't get in the way of you learning the tactical technical side of, of the business. Hey, what are the business uh, requirements? You understand strategy. So all you need to know is the elements that are going into how this situation is, is unfolding. You know, what, what are the players? You, you learn the stakeholders. Um, so all of those things, and you're communicating with your team, um, you already know how to do all of that. So it's now applying that great, you know, 20 years of experience to a new situation and it's, it's more of a, you know, obviously a business situation. And, um, you know, so that right there coming in already with, with soft skills, a lot of people, I, I, I see this, um, you know, they may overemphasize the, the amount of experience you need with that particular single thing. Um, and I think showing that, and that's where getting the lingo in can help allay the fears of people saying, oh, I, I don't have 20 years of banking experience. Well, do you really need 20 years to learn what you can learn in six months? No, you've just repeated right, it, point. you know, 20 times. Um, but the, um, you know, so having the ability to work with people and people are the most expensive asset for any company. So you want to be able to keep those people. You want to be able to train them, um, you know, when, uh, you know, and and make sure that that they're taken care of, you know, in ways that, hey, you know, salary raises, you know, the benefit packages are there for them and a, as well as for you. Because you may not start out in a leadership role, but I guarantee you, you will take a leadership uh, position where you are you know, a P, you have peers, but you're going to lead those peers. Mm-hmm. Guarantee mm-hmm. it. Because you're going to have information, you're going to be sharing it. Um, you, you know, you're going to be thinking ahead a little bit. You understand the commander's intent. 
And all of these things come in as, you know, where where we can see a uh, a military officer, senior enlisted person that just is uh, heads and shoulders uh, working with people. You know, so I I am very confident. Um, and I just want to give a plug for my company. Um, we have uh, uh, an ERG group, um, which is called uh, Virgo at, at Organon. And that's a veterans employee resource group. So right away, there's already a group uh, to talk to, uh, to get, you know, and we're spread out throughout the company. So people that I would never have met, uh, I now have, you know, access to. And uh, so it's it's been been very good so hopefully that answers your question michelle well let me let me just kind of take a little bit of a rabbit hole here and then cindy i want to pass it back over to you when you just talked about your erg um and for some of us you know that may be in the civilian sector we know this and we've seen it we've seen it develop um just share a little bit about what you know in regards to what is an erg do do all companies have one of these and how would a veteran who's not in that company get connected with let's say your company or organons how could they get connected with that erg and how could it benefit a, a veteran to do so so um Two ways I can think of right off the bat is uh, look at the company website. Um, and I know a lot of the pharmaceutical companies have veteran recruiters, uh, actually, and, and we have a veteran recruiter as well. So these are recruiters that specifically are looking for veterans to bring on as, you know, they're talent scouts. So they're they're looking for support because the company recognizes, companies recognize today the value of you know, folks that have been successfully through all of this military deployments, uh, you know, you've had a had a lot of experience uh, in leading people. And so definitely looking at websites because it'll be on there. Uh, and secondly, uh, with LinkedIn, uh, that's that's what I would say with, um, with with help there. And if if you don't find it on the website, you'll find guarantee you you'll find a veteran that works at that company and i've had navy guys reach out to me uh i've reached out to uh, marine guys marine corps uh folks and they are more than happy uh to give you a helping hand uh and bring you aboard you know and and give you what what you need maybe they're gonna uh, talk to the uh, hiring manager for you um mm -hmm. you know i always i always say it's like you know just don't look at a job and throw throw your resume in or shotgun your resume out. Um, it's way better approach uh, at, from a tactical point to know somebody in the company that you're going to network with and say, mm -hmm. you know, I was looking at, at your job board. I'm really interested. Maybe you're a lawyer and you guys have some legal positions available. Who in that area would be good to talk to? And they're going to give you names. They might even say, hey, send me your resume and I'll send it over. Because um, there there is opportunities uh, to do that, and the company encourages people to die. I think many companies do because they want good talent. So I'll get a resume if I pass it along, and that person gets hired. Um, I look like a hero, right? So there's there's definitely some uh, some help there. Um, that's yeah. So and, there, and there like, are incentives I'm for that. 
Yeah, I didn't mean to take you down that rabbit hole, but I thought, you know, while we're talking about connecting and as you highlighted that, um, I just wanted our audience to know the benefit of looking for those ERGs or some companies call them VERGs, whatever they're referring to, but those veteran employee resource groups, because those will be veterans within those organizations. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. Funny story about uh, my ER group. Turns out um, the the leader who's executive director um, <laughs> was at Fort McClellan when I was there, you know, and then uh, it, it was a, and then he and worked at something. Merck at the same time I did, too. So it was like we, we had this track that, you know, only now that that we're connected, but you, you can make connections that are uh, really amazing. Yeah. Excellent. And that's something. And and again, that goes to to just reinforce what Cindy and I have said. You know, you never know who your networks are until you start talking to folks. So excellent. Yep. While you were asking all those questions, and that's a great rabbit hole to go down, I just quickly went on the Organon website and right there it was pretty easy to find their ERGs. It's under their ES ESG actually, and go down below their DEI the diversity um uh, inclusion and belonging, and they have their list of in resource groups, and the Veterans ERG Organon is listed right there, and um, you know you can click on it and um, find out a little bit more about that. And I think that's becoming a very um, common um, scenario with companies. And it is funny because as um, as I sit and I watch Joe navigate these these waters through companies, I learn a lot. Because he's he's dealing with a lot of different people in different um, positions in the company, and and when I listen to him on these meetings um, uh, with the veterans groups, they really are trying to connect everybody. I mean, it really is. They they are in really a resource. That's what they're trying to be. So, um, and as Joe was saying, the person who is in charge of the veterans resource group, the person who. Um, is is in that position is actually an executive director at Organon, a pretty good person to network with and and to know and then to realize you had all those connections, I think is pretty cool. So just another reason to emphasize the importance of networking. And that's that's what I want you to talk about uh, now, Joe, is I want you to talk about that network. You've, you've touched on the networking, but, you know, when we say networking, you can almost see the class's eyes sort of like glass over like oh no I don't want to ask people for help I don't want to uh, bother anybody or or you know make people feel like they're obliged to help that it's something I that is um, uh, I think in a in the mindset that they're thinking that they're asking for help but I want you to talk about networking from the side of the person who is the network who's helping so, so in other words, if someone if someone from our class comes and talks to you and says, "Hey, Joe, I'm really interested in Organon. There's these jobs. What's the what's the reason you would help them? What is your mindset about being that network from the corporate standpoint?" Well, it's um, and, and by the way, networking I think is, is so important because I can look back and see every civilian job I got was as a direct result of the networking I did. Okay, it, it's um, I, I just didn't get a, a call out of the blue. Hey, we, we want you. No, nope. you got to go after it. You have to network. And from if you want me to turn it around and look at the perspective 
of, okay, I'm on the inside now. Um, quite frankly, it's because I want good people, right? And I know if you're a veteran and you're, you've had a successful career and you've taken the, uh, not incentive, but uh, taking the initiative to look me up and say, hey, you, you were in the Army. I was in the Navy. Hey, we were, you know, both in Desert Shield or, you know, what, whatever. Those are already good points of, of connection. And you tell me that you're interested in coming and working where I'm working. I'm going to pick up that phone, make, make a conference call with you and see where your interests lie. I'm going to ask you, hey, have you looked at our job board? Then I'm going to ask you, did you see anything on there that might be interesting? Then I'm going to say, okay, let's call that manager. Because many times you will not be able to know who the hiring manager is. But when I look at it, I'll, I can look at it because I'm looking at the internal board. You're looking at the, the paywall side of it. Um, so I can get a little bit more insight. I can let you know you know, what the problems are, maybe what, what they're looking, if I know about it, but if I don't, I'm going to know somebody who does know about it that I can connect you with. And that's what, what you want, because you want to be able to talk to somebody um, that's in the, in the area, in the department, that's doing the job. You want to, like I said, learn the pain points. You're selling yourself and your career. You have to make a case for that and why you're going to be uh, the best person for this job. And, you know, everybody, you know, not everybody's a veteran where, where I'm at a, in my department, there's, there's one or two, but we all bring our unique talents to it. And I think that the veteran side of it is all those things that I, I mentioned before, all those soft skills, all the planning, all the, you know, quite frankly, you know, I'm not going to get outworked by somebody. I am going to work hard. And uh, that's the way rewards come. And I'm going to learn. If I don't know something, I'm going to learn it. And, uh, you know, I'm a continuous learner. I'll spend my time on doing LinkedIn. Uh, I'm trying to read everything I can. I try to read a book a week. Uh, so all of these things make you a better person. And uh, those those are the type of things. And why I want to help is because I want, selfishly, my company to be better. So I want to bring the good people on. You know, so I really do want to, uh, to, to help and, uh, you know, see you through and, uh, you know, if there's a, a position that, that you're interested in. and I, what's crazy is it's like, you'll, you'll look at some of the positions and see maybe 50% of the things on there that, you know, you know about, maybe there's some other things you don't know about, um, you know, look them up or talk to talk to me or talk to the, the, the person at it. And when you ask those specific questions, you're going to learn lingo and you're going to get a lexicon for that job. You're going to get a lexicon for the company. And when eventually, when you get, when you, when you interview, those are the things that you want to mention at, at the interview, you know, using their own uh, language because it's, it's much easier uh, to, to make Make your interviewers feel like, okay, this person gets it. You know, wow, they're, they're coming out of the military, but they really understand my industry. And, mm -hmm. you know, how much preparation did, did you have to do? It's probably going to be a week or two, but you're going to fast track it and you're going to be um, much better prepared uh, for an interview. 
So I think it's fascinating, Joe, that we often talk to our service members about translating their military language into civilian language. But I, I think I'm hearing you say it's just as important um, for you to learn the civilian language per company, per corporation, that that there's not a one size fits all. Is that what you're saying? Am I hearing that right? Absolutely. If you're, Michelle, if you're on this interview and you sound like you already work at the company because you're you're speaking their language, it's way easier for everybody to agree. And there, there may be where you're, you know, you might be talking with one person or you might be with a group that, that you're speaking with. You're going to address them by names. You're going to, you know, using the lingo that you know because of the networking you've done before you got to this position, um, you're going to know what issues they're having. And you're already going to know what you bring to the table to help solve those issues. You're a problem solver fantastic. now. Right. You know, right. So, fantastic. So this is is uh, just, you know, I, I think it's just the, the best way to go about uh, finding a role that um, is going to be very suitable for you and being able to, um, you know, get an opportunity um, to, to go in. Now, once you get the opportunity, then you guys have all the, uh, all, all the good ideas of, of how to make sure that you're, you're getting your maximum value out of that opportunity as well. So let me let me just capture and then Cindy, I want to pass it back over to you. Let me just capture a couple of things I, I think you're saying. I've been taking notes, but I also want to make sure that the audience is capturing this. Um, as you were talking about uh, seeking those positions, you highlighted um, uh, focusing on your soft skills. Um, you highlighted focusing on changing your language to the industry that you're pursuing. And you were talking about using things like your ERG, your VERG, the company website and your networks to um, to to do your intel on that. Is that is that what I'm hearing? I just want to make sure um, as we're talking about this, the, the because, your points of advice are being captured accurately. Okay. So um so you're you're going to have a job description of a of a position that that you're interested in. That job position is going to have all the uh, requirements that known requirements. Okay, there's probably some things that they don't realize that they're going to need, but some things that that are on there. So um, that's one piece of intel that that they're looking for. So you want your resume to reflect all of those things that's on there. So you're going to work on that and. And, and you guys do that in, in class really well. The um, the second point, though, is I'm not just giving them a Joe Pasusny history lesson in, you know, all the things that I've done in my department, platoon or company, right? So you're, you're, you're not just changing that lingo, but you're speaking about because you already know what their pain points are. What are what is the company's initiatives are going on? What's the culture at the company? Some companies are uber safety oriented. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're you're aligned with that. Some companies are, uh, you know, maybe having um, retention issues. Uh, so you want to align with that. But whatever, what, whatever that is, you're going to know that. You're going to be able to speak the, the language that is spoken at the company. So you already sound like you work there is, is an easy way to put it. Um, you know, and all of these things are going to make that job interview 
because and the, the resume gets you into the interview and but then this part of it uh gets them to understand know and love you and um I think that's so important. I, I often, uh, Michelle and I both will tell the class, you know, the idea, once you get through the interview, they're not wasting their time. They're never going to waste their time on interviewing someone. It's uh, time is money. We all know that. And they're not, if you're sitting in an interview, the job is yours to lose. And the best way to uh, beat out your competition, uh, because there's other people interviewing too, and it's their job to lose as well. So the way to beat out that competition is to let that industry, that company, that company know they can already see you at the job. They can picture you sitting and talking in meetings because you're using that language. You understand the problems. You're already thinking in your head how to solve these problems. And I think that by saying what, what I love that you said, um, and it's something that we're going to touch on a lot in our classes as we move forward, is you're not there to talk about what you all the stuff you've done in the past. Past doesn't doesn't do anything for the company. They're looking for future you. What are you future you bringing to this company to help us? You have all this experience and that's all great. Really don't care. What I want to know is what are you doing for me today to make my life easier and make me look good and make our company look good and make my bosses think that we're just the best you know, group ever. And that's what you need to bring in. The only way to know how to do that is to understand what their problems are, to understand what their community is, to understand, uh, you know, their culture and what they're, what they're looking for and be able to walk in telling them that you're that. You know, I, I joke in the class all the time and say, after sitting and talking with you for 15 minutes in an interview, it should be like the clouds parted, the sun shines down and it's like, well, you know, there they are. That's the, answer to our prayer there and that's what you want to be so i think that's really good now i also want to touch on one other important aspect for networks as well uh your company i believe organon does this if you actually are responsible for bringing someone to the table uh and they get hired isn't there a financial uh benefit for those in the company who do that there is uh an incentive that you're given um for for that and it's um it's 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 a very nice uh incentive so everybody is kind of motivated to do that because um you're bringing in talent that talent is now hired and so you're you're rewarded for that the the other one thing i wanted to bring up about networking was um you're building allies within the company already from ex being external imagine the benefit of one of your allies walking your resume into the hiring manager, putting it on their desk and saying, hey, this guy spoken with him, you know, he's fantastic. I, you, you need to take a look at him. That just puts your paperwork right on top, right? And uh, you're more than likely going to be probably one of the four people that they call for an interview, um, you know, and uh, – it's it's huge because you're, you're you're having allies. People already know you, without maybe actually meeting you. You know, maybe you've you've had some conversations. Now, you're 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 on LinkedIn, so you you get those little number one. You know, where 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 your first first person with this. So when when you get announcement that you're gonna hey meet with this person for an interview, and you look them up on LinkedIn, you reach out and say hey. I'm really looking forward to my interview with you. 
and uh, you connect with them already, they, they can see, wow, he's got a bunch of connections in the company already. You know, he's not new to this. Uh, and you might be new to the industry, but you've already started building up your uh, network. And that's that you people will hire people they know and that they're comfortable with. And uh, you may not get that in a in an hour long interview. You know, you've only got so much. If you've got four people in there, that's about 15 or 10 minutes per person to get to know you. So the more work you can do ahead of time, building up your lexicon, creating allies within the company, understanding what the job is that that you're going for and what is really needed, because that might not be on the, you know, what problems are, why did the last person leave? You know, did they get a promotion? Um, is, is this job just really hard? Nobody can do it, you know, or is this a, is this expansion because our work is getting bigger and bigger? Um, so there's all kinds of reasons and it's, it's a good thing to know uh, when you're going in to take over that position, um, you know, those, those type of scenarios where, so you can already start to strategize. I think that, um, you know, talking about networking, talking about the language, um, you know, talking about those resources uh, that you can uh, utilize, uh, that this has been a great conversation. Um, mm -hmm. Where we want to be right now is, uh, as we're at the end of our show here, we always ask our guests to tell us a fun fact, something that maybe not everyone uh, knows about you, a fun fact about you. A fun fact about Joe Pesosny. Okay, well, um, you may not know, but I am a certified yoga instructor. Um, I've done judo since high school and um, I've enjoyed learning Russian kettlebell and got certified with Pavel Tatsulian who was a Spetsnaz uh, soldier he came over to the States and uh, started certifying uh, kettlebell you know in the Russian style so um, I can do that and um, oh TRX so TRX was created by um Randy Hetrix, a Navy SEAL. And um, so I, I went ahead and, and got officially certified in, in that. So I, I enjoy doing that. I, you know, do group trainings in the park. We're the founder of the 5K kettlebell run. Look that one up. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. You know, a long time ago, I did a an event, you know, the, in honor of the Bataan Death March. And so I have learned that language matters when when something is called Death March. I, I've decided I'll <laughs> avoid it. 5K kettlebell uh, run. I don't know. Those words, they, they may not be, they not, may not be uh, wooing me. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like an oxymoron. Why would I be running with a kettlebell? <laughs> with a kettlebell, exactly. For 5Ks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is, well, that's it, fascinating. And Joe, uh, um, I, I can't tell you how much we've appreciated having you on here. You've given some some wonderful words of advice, but more so, I think that um, the advice you've given is is learned, experiential learning um, that you're bringing to the table. And that's always um, so much more impactful to our audience because this is one of those 
uh, hey, come on over, the grass is fine uh, from somebody who's actually walked in in, in that, you know, uh, arena and has done it. And so I just want to um, close out by saying how much we've appreciated you. Thank you for your service. Um, but more so, thank you for your continued dedication to our veterans and assisting them with their transition. Um, there's something Cindy and I have always said, that, and that is somebody who's employed will always reach back and help somebody else get employed. And it's even more so with veterans. Veterans who go out and are successful in the civilian world um, always tend to turn around and reach back and 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 throw a hand to um, the next veteran say, come on, let me let me show you this. So thank you uh, for being on our podcast. And Cindy, I'm going to uh, put, put uh, turn it back over to you for closing in. Yeah. Uh, so again, I, I echo Michelle. Thank you for Joe for uh, being on the show. Uh, this was another fantastic show. Uh, thank you all for listening. We appreciate your time and we will never waste it. And to our transitioning military veterans, our focus is to bring you the aim small, miss small concept and hone your focus into each transition process step. Until next time. This has been the Tactical Transition Podcast. Thank you for listening. Be sure to push the follow button on our podcast and subscribe to ESELseminars.com.